Discussing Who is made possible thanks in part to listeners like you. Want more Discussing Who? Become a Patreon supporter. By becoming a Patreon, you can support the show while receiving exclusive content available only for Patreon supporters. Visit patreon.com backslash discussing who for more information on how to become a Patreon today. Doctor! He's not the doctor I know. I am so, Jamie McCrimmon. I am another aspect of him, just as he is of me. Eh? I was him, he will be me. Who will I be? Welcome back, everyone. This is episode number 86 of Discussing Who, and we thank you for joining us, for spending some of your time with us. And who is the we? Well, the we for tonight is me, of course, Kyle Jones, but I am welcoming back someone whose voice you've not heard for several episodes now, Lee Shackelford. I'm back and better than before. And you're not going anywhere else. And I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) Ah, Welcome back. Thank you. It has been, it seems to me, like a long, long time since I've been on the show. So I'm happy to be with you again. So let's see. Let's answer that question. The last episode is not on page one of Discussing Who, which you can go to at Mm. DiscussingWho.com. Your last episode was, let us see, episode number... Oh, wow. Your last Drumroll. episode was 75. Holy smoke, yeah. Yeah, the review you of see the what I'm five saying? doctors. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm only showing up for these multi-doctor stories to talk, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So maybe the five doctors you got lost trying to find immortality. <laughs> exactly. I've been I've been trapped on the face of the tomb of Rassilon. Oh, yeah. and you found a recorder. Clarence <laughs> loves it whenever I say recorder. Recorder, yeah. Um, <laughs> and he hasn't seen two doctors yet, but when he does, he'll get the clarinet, flute, recorder, recorder. Yes. At that yeah. moment. So but anybody that's wondering where Clarence is, he couldn't join us. He could not is, join us. Where tonight. in the world is Clarence Brown? Yes, exactly. He's he's lost trying to find my recorder. That's what it was. <laughs> oh, my giddy aunt. Oh, oh my giddy aunt. Um, so if you haven't figured out what we are reviewing in this particular episode, we will be reviewing the 1985 meeting of Dr. Number 6 and Dr. Number 2 in The Two Doctors. If you have not seen The Two Doctors, and if you would like to watch that story before we get into our review, put us on pause and go watch it, because from henceforth, spoilers. 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 So, before we get into the review, we've got some news because you've not been on with us like we were just talking about for several, several episodes because you had some wrapping up of your uh, school year for your teaching. Is that correct? Yeah, well, we're still not done, but um, yeah, uh, it's... uh uh, we're in finals week, which means it's feast or famine. I'm either inundated or there's nothing happening. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So let me yeah. ask you this. Do you find it interesting or is it more um, 
is it more challenging? Because I do know at, po- at points you do have to go to Alabama where you're actually, you know, teaching per se for your students right. are. But do you find at this time of the year, does it present challenges because you are remote when you're doing finals? Or does it is, it, is technology to the point to where it kind of blurs the lines? Yeah, that's a that's a very good question. As always, um, it's uh, I, I teach playwriting and screenwriting screenwriting online for folks who don't know, and um, be, because those are courses that are designed to be online, you know, it it just means that at this time of year, there's more things for me to read and respond to. So it's just the same as always, only more so. So um, so that that's really that's really it, but. Uh, yeah, the volume just increases. It's just it's just about pumping up the volume exactly. <laughs> so, and, and the stakes increase, you know, because I, I I ask a lot of my students, and I expect their the quality of their work to be um, improving as time goes by. So I'm holding them to a higher standard with every assignment. So by the time we get to this point, I am <laughs> I am merciless. I become their worst freaking nightmare at this point. So. See, that's that is so interesting for me because knowing you as Lee, not <laughs> Professor Shackelford, it, it it I I just could not ever consider you being the worst nightmare. Yeah. And that's something I like to say. I, I like to say mean old Professor Shackelford, but the, I'm the only one who says that. And, so, you know, okay. I yeah, <laughs> uh, you know the nightmare child, maybe, but you know, but 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 not but not a nightmare in general. Exactly. <laughs> so um, while you were um, away on your Doctor uh, Who discussing Who sabbatical, you had an opportunity to have a chance meeting by accident with someone that you know, relativity speaking. <laughs> yeah, relatively well. Yeah, uh, I, I do have to go to my alma mater and my uh, my uh, uh, beloved employer, uh, the University of Alabama at Birmingham, and um, uh, from time to time. And when I was there, lo and behold, uh, my Relativity co-star, Elena Jordan, turned out to be in Birmingham at the same time. So, uh, you know, that was me fiercely texting her and saying, we've got to get together and we're going to record it. So we have some audio of the two of us back and forthing in a way that we don't uh, do except when we're in character on uh, relativity so um she is a, a, a an uber nerd of the uh the first water so i know that a lot of what happened in that conversation are things that will actually be of interest to listeners of discussing who so with her permission i'm gonna cut some of that audio out and we're gonna so people can hear that in an upcoming episode of doctor who um Cool. Elena is a is a master class cosplayer, so she's very interested in costume, and she particularly has some thoughts to share about what we've seen so far of the Thirteenth Doctor. And um, yeah, so speaking of, yes, we you and I have not had an opportunity to talk about the the new uh, released or recently released envisioning of the. Uh, attire, the ward. Okay, so let me ask you this. So this was yeah. something that was debated, and I know I'm bouncing here, but would you call the doctor wearing a wardrobe or an outfit? Hmm. Yeah. I, I, to me, a wardrobe is more than one outfit. Okay. So would you even go wardrobe is calling it a costume? 
Well, it, it, that's that's always the problem, right? When we're talking about the show, because we always move seamlessly from talking about the show in canon to talking about it behind the scenes or the IRL show, right? Right. <laughs> like 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 we'll say, do you remember that time when David Tennant was on that planet with? Yeah, David Tennant wasn't on that planet, but we we know what you mean, right? <laughs> you know? Exactly. Uh, yeah. So uh, it is a costume. Um, but uh, we we have to think that the characters don't think of it as being a costume. Um, so what we're seeing whenever we get a reveal of how a doctor is going to be dressed, this is how he or she simply this is how they uh, how that character expresses themselves um, through what they wear the way any of us do. And and I think that's why the temperature is hot about any time we see what the doctor is going to look like because it it's 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 supposed to tell us something about who who that character is okay uh. <laughs> so having said that and something tells me and i'm saying this now if i'm not already said it but something tells me and i don't know why but that i am absolutely going to you know think that the 12th doctor i mean the 13th doctor is going to be one of my favorite doctors i and i have no reason to know why i think that but uh i just have this inkling Mm. that oh wow i am just going to love this doctor and i don't know why I feel the same way, and I I also can't defend it. I, maybe we just have high hopes. Maybe so. But uh, but uh, and the chance, I don't know. I I think a lot of uh, fans, and certainly we were hearing the showrunners talk about this, is the feeling that the show is in something of a rut, and if nothing else, we know that this is all about to get shaken up. And in that wonderful, miraculous way that is kind of at the heart of of the. The genius of Doctor Who is is that every now and then we have a, a new lead actor in the role, and and the the whole show gets reinvented every time that happens. It's about to happen again, and this time it's in some ways it's the biggest one of all, and that's I I just find that thrilling. I you know. yeah, it's 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 just going to be something, well, literally that we've never seen before, you know. And if I go back and I and if I've said this before, well, I guess I'm saying it again. <laughs> the uh, now I understand why we didn't see the master transform into Missy mm-hmm. because they they wanted the doctor. Well, even though that we saw the general change, you wanted kind of the before the you know the master had already established that you could or that one of those two characters could change from a man to a woman. So. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's – but we didn't see that happen. So I think they were reserving that for the doctor to have that opportunity, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, if we're going to – but we did see it happen on camera, didn't we? Uh, 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 a, With the general, re, right. Yeah, the g- gender change uh, regeneration, yeah. So um, – Back to what Alana was saying, she yeah. had some thoughts. And just kind of give us a nutshell, uh, Reader's Digest condensed version of – what does she think of that hodgepodge outfit? I, <laughs> I guess, yeah. Uh, she said it all so well and in her characteristic style that I don't want to attempt to quote it because, like I say, I've got good audio of okay. it to share. But let's just say she's not a fan. Um, and 
and I was relieved because I, 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 I trust her taste in such things so much. And that had been my instinct too. And, and as she and I talked about it, I think we, we agreed that both of us already had a mental picture of what we thought the 13th doctor was going to look like. So now we're holding whatever happens to that standard, you know, just, just like when people read a book and then they go to see a film based on the book and, you know, you're saying, well, that's not what that person looked like because, you know, they can't possibly match the person that's in your head. But, but, uh, but Elena and I were both expecting a more serious look, um, that we thought that it would be incumbent on the show to make sure that this that the character is being treated as um a professional you know that she's the doctor okay. um but our idea of that you know so what we're getting is somebody that looks uh playful that looks young and that doesn't mean not to be taken seriously um but it, it was still, it was it, it was just a surprise, if nothing else, that it, that it wasn't something more, more tailored, more deliberately put together according to our sensibilities. But but you know, as soon as I uh, as soon as we were saying that out loud, we we're saying yeah. But then on the other hand, why should it be? You know? Why? Um, you know, uh, the interesting thing to me, and it's nice to hear. From a, you know, you saying that you've spoken to a fan who's a female who has female perspectives of of what a, a you know, and, and I should have just asked you to ask uh, your wife what she thought because she could have given a very good, uh, you know, view of what the costume looked at, and for that matter. Why don't you ask your wife and have her? I was going to say we'll 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 phone her in and and add it as a as a bonus feature. But, yeah. yeah, because okay. she, she yeah she she definitely has thoughts about this costume. So, well, because because um, because I did not want to be too critical because I didn't want it to come across as being well you know you're a guy you don't know women's fashion and right. so therefore you're going to be nitpicking. But it's nice yeah. to hear from a female perspective that there's somebody else that doesn't like kind of what it looks like, at yeah. least from that pr- promo image. But if you've you, – and I'm sure you've, you've seen this all over social media too – is lots and lots of women who are, who are immediately just sort of uh, you know, punching the air and saying, yes, exactly. That's my doctor. Right. So um, – and, and and who's to say that – well, I, I will tell you this. This is what turned me off to it, and it was nothing that anybody on the BBC did. It was people responding. So it's mm, – yeah. it was – I hated the fact that people were calling her Mork. Yeah. You, you know, were comparing it to Mork and Mindy. No offense to Robin Williams in any not at form all. or fashion, but I did not want my doctor to be ref- – Compared to more, more. <laughs> well, and and that's why I was objecting to the costume because, honest to God, that was my first thought too, and so uh, I just thought it's she's Mork. Why why have they made her Mork? I don't understand. And I was offended because I don't want my doctor to be Morgan. I don't care if anybody else is calling her that. <laughs> but uh, but you know, and, and the people are saying, well, it's just the it's just the braces, you know. Yeah, okay, he had rainbow braces. So, so well, so does she. <laughs> that's what that's so. Um, and I just don't understand why. 
I wish I was, I wish I had been a who fan starting a little bit earlier. Maybe this is, this is not something to ask Dave, but I, I just, I, I wish I had been more conscious as a younger, as a young person of, um, the fourth doctor giving way to the fifth, because I have no, I knew about the celery stalk, you know, I, I had sort of been sneaked into it, you know? <laughs> so I, I wish that I could have gotten that costume full force as a surprise for the first time to just to have that moment of saying, what is that on his lapel? Yeah. And why are you That's, putting a celery stick? <laughs> yes. Right. Why, what are you doing? Why because I are you wearing a veggie? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, now I love the celery stalk, of course, but I, I just wonder how I would have felt when it hit me for the first time. I was like, what are you doing? Have you lost your mind? And then, of course, the change to the sixth doctor, who really does look like an idiot. Um, yeah. Totally. When, when, when we... Uh, I know this is Colin Baker's favorite joke, and we got to hear him say it in person at uh, Hulanta, you remember, but he's saying he always thought he was the lucky one because he was the only person in the cast who didn't have to look at it. So, <laughs> oh, true. Uh, it's true. Everybody else had to look at his costume. Um, and in Two Doctors, we get one of the few variations on the costume, and so uh, that's that's worth mentioning. You, but um, You know, yeah. and, and it's funny, you're saying, you know, he had the most ridiculous costume, but yet he was the most unpredictable and in some cases ruthless version of the Doctor there was. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying she's going to be ruthless, but... You know, but unpredictable. Unpredictable. Um, mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, yeah. One thing we do know, however, is that we will be getting 10 episodes instead of 12, longer episodes. And right. it's just been recently revealed that it will be shot with different cameras to give it more of a grand slash cinematic look. Yeah. And I, know, and I know enough about film photography to know that that is... Uh, that is largely um, um, advertising talk. Okay, all right. <laughs> there, there isn't a lot that your different camera is going to do to make the the film more cinematic, but, 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 but certainly higher definition and you know different light gathering capabilities and things like that. So it, it'll be interesting to see what what is really meant by that. I mean, uh, right now that just sounds very much like a. Um, the uh, publicity office saying, wow, it's a long time until Christmas. Uh, what else we got? Um, new cameras. Did we mention new cameras? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, they're, they're reaching right now for okay. things to talk about. So. Well, I want to segue something really, really quick into something uh, comic related, even though this is a Doctor Who episode. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're talking cinematic fields. And as long as, as, long as Chibnall does not hire a certain American by the name of, oh, I don't know, Zack Snyder, maybe, to Mm -hmm. create a cinematic feel, I'll be happy. So (laughs) um, let me say that. But a curious question for you. Have you seen the Justice League movie? I have not. Okay. Um, I'm I'm, I'm really behind on my stuff, thanks to to work. I haven't seen Thor Ragnarok, Um, but you know. Okay, but but I bet you still haven't seen. You only live twice, so no. See, I haven't. So see, so there you go. <laughs> You've got fifty years of catching up to do. So there you go. <laughs> um, no, no, but I'm so eager to talk about Justice League with you, and I just I just got to see it. Yeah, well, I won't so, I won't say anything else too. other than uh, yeah, 
We do. We de- definitely do. Okay. Um, yeah, Alrighty. because I, I, I'm like so wanting to say something right now. But yeah. what I will say <laughs> is we're going to talk about the two doctors. Outstanding. All right. The two doctors, for anyone who uh, is listening, this aired in three parts from February the 16th through March the 2nd, 1985. This was two years after The Five Doctors. It starred Colin Baker as The Sixth Doctor and Nicola Bryant as Perry. It also starred Patrick Troughton as The Second Doctor and Fraser Hines as Jamie McCrimmon. So, Mr. Shackelford, what mm. did you think? I remember seeing this years ago and feeling like it was a bit of a slog. And it's just hard to get through. Um, but with some charming, lovely ideas in it and some, some sort of wonderful character moments. And, um, but, you know, it's time passes. You know, your, your tastes uh, mature and develop. And uh, so I watched it again day before yesterday. And uh, it's a bit of a slog. Um, it's, I think it's really long and, um, there's plot elements that are so vague that we have no hope of knowing what's actually going on, but still some really clever ideas in it and some character moments that are delightful. And, um, and of course, Nicola Bryant's cleavage. (laughs) You know, I was thinking about, uh, uh, well, uh, you know, (laughs) it's just always a plus for me, but, uh, (laughs) Uh, you know, when, when, when they were showing that I was like, oh my goodness, I had forgotten how it was like, um, oh, I feel bad for you because they just totally put your assets on the table, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, she's talked a lot about it over the years. I, I love, I love how, how cool she is about it. I mean, she understands it's kind of part of the, I mean, when we saw the character the first time she was in a bikini. Right. It's it's sort of like okay, this is what it is, you know. <laughs> and 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 you know, did do we think that's partly because they were trying to produce ratings, better ratings? Who knows? Maybe oh, absolutely no. There's no question about it. And and that you know that was unrepentedly the whole notion of Leela, um, just that she was going to be a companion who showed a lot more leg, and and th- that was described. You know, everybody who's talked about it, everybody who was involved, including Lu- including Louise Jameson, you know, they say um, that's because this was the family hour and the, the show is largely for kids, you know, and for young teens. But dad is sitting there on the settee with you. So the show needed to have something for dad, which may be a little creepy, but um, yeah. But, 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 but that's how marketing <laughs> That, you that's know, how think about it. That's how Absolutely. television marketing goes. Right. It's just interesting that in comparison to how they dressed uh, Perry and how they dressed Leela, that's just five to eight years difference, mm. depending on you know uh, where got more more lying more along the lines of eight years, but still the I never thought of Leela when I've watched her as being over sexualized when when i was filming i mean you know uh going through watching this the um the other day my thoughts were wow uh they just really you know every time she could lean over there she was leaning over the camera just can't yeah it's very male gazy as we would say uh today it is uh yeah it is it is all about the male gaze 
Um, and, and you know, it's, it's part of how they were, were selling the show. Um, I, I looked up uh, some of Robert Holmes's things that the, the script writer, of course, um, things that he said about the two doctors. And one of the things that he mentioned was that at this point in the show, their understanding, they meaning everybody running the show was that their target audience is a 14 year old boy, ah. a very intelligent 14 year old boy, he said. So, yeah. so I get that. So this is somebody who is perhaps in many ways still a child, still a child at heart, but also has perhaps crossed a, a line of puberty. And so, you know, is still going to be interested, is, is still going to think it's funny that there's a character in this who wants to eat Jamie, but, <laughs> right. uh, but is also really interested in uh, Nicola Bryant's cleavage. Here yeah. So, you understood. know, so, uh, uh, something for everyone. Again. So that's it. it. It's trying to walk that line of there being something for everybody, at least who is in the, the target market here but yeah uh, if you're a 14 year old girl if you're a straight female watching this show in in 1985 uh, don't you just sort of sit there for 45 minutes of each episode going what is happening yeah exactly <laughs> what, what, I, I don't even uh, i don't know this show is not for me this is not a show for me well here's um, here's my thing on the sh- on the initial rewatch i remember watching it before and it's been i'll tell you how long it's been it was one of the first things that I bought. Actually, one of the first uh, Doctor Who um, videos that I bought with uh, iTunes. And it was so mm. far back that I probably bought this around the same time I started listening to Podshock, which mm. was 2006, 2007, when I got the first iPod Classic that I bought. So yeah. that's kind of give if you want to kind of date when I bought it and kind of around there. And the only reason I bought it was because they had a uh, like a sale on it. It was like five or seven dollars for the um, you know the three episodes. I was like, okay, cool, click, ooh, bought, ooh. and um, you get watch, two doctors for the price of one. I yeah, mean, two doctors yeah, for the price yeah. of one. Here's the deal. I forgot how freaking boring this particular yeah. story was. Yeah. I mean, literally, I was like, it was painful getting through, like, the the end of the first episode. I, I'll be honest, I fast-forwarded through most of the second and then mm. watched about half of the... So you are a better man than I am if you watched all three episodes again. Well, I, I, I did, but I, I won't say I, it, had, it held my undivided attention, um, but... But and this is the thing that fascinates me as a screenwriter, is that this is written by Robert Holmes, who is for all of us who are fans of the classic series, he's the he's the god. He he is the 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 writing champion. I mean, if you think about things that we love about the classic series, odds are they were written by they came from the mind of Robert Holmes, and uh, so you watch this and just think, you you feeling okay, buddy? Okay, so let me ask you this, and let me pose this to you. So this was this the first year, and I think it was, but maybe it was the second. But wasn't this the first year of the 40-minute episodes? Yeah. I th- yeah. Okay, so right. I'm going to speculate something. I speculate that Robert Holmes wrote that story as a three-part, 25-minute story. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it became a three-part, 40-minute story because you had a lot of filler in the middle. I, I bet you anything you're right, because he, his his sense of timing 
in in things like Genesis the Daleks, say, is so um, spot on. expert, so spot on. I mean, t- he wrote Talons of Wing Chiang, for heaven's sake. You know, it's uh, – yeah, he knows how to keep a story moving. He he, he does love to have these, um, these sort of side alleys and these interesting behind-the-scenes kind of – um, conversations going on, you know, there's a, there's an intrigue sort of going on with two characters who really don't have a lot to do with the rest of the story. You know, that, that is one of his trademarks and it, it really permeates all of classic who it's something we don't do in the new series at all anymore. But, um, but yeah, in this case, I, I think you're right because I can imagine him dealing with the whole story of Dastari as this kind of genetic genius who is, augmenting alien races to make them into something else. I can see him dismissing that with a few lines. And then at some point, somebody, you know, the showrunner for that season, I guess it's John Nathan Turner, right? Right. Saying, saying, um, Robert, dear, uh, we're going to need about twice as much of that. You know, so instead of a line, that now becomes a scene. Right. When and it didn't need to be. those two people that we saw just walking around in the background that were tourists become like 45 minutes worth of chit-chatting with them. Yeah. So that by the time one of them gets brutally murdered, <laughs> we're almost happy about it. Or maybe exactly. you are happy about it. It's like, oh, good. At least he won't keep talking. Yeah. I, I don't even know what purpose they were actually supposed to serve in the story and it's very yeah it, it it does it meanders in a way that i will say this was this was 85 right yeah 85 robert holmes died in 1986 and uh he, he was not well um so you know you I'll can maybe you can john nathan time john we'll, st- we'll stay blaming him jnt because it's it's fun to blame everything on jnt yeah, but i'll tell exactly. you something else about robert holmes that you may know <laughs> i mean he this is not related to the the illness that killed him but he was a vegetarian yes and that henceforth gives me another reason why this was an <laughs> irritating episode i got so tired of shakai it is it is it is such a polemic for vegetarianism and it even ends you know with the doctor and perry vowing to become vegetarian Vegetarian. but 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 yeah the whole the whole notion of shakai and the androgums i guess in in general is there to to produce the effect that it had on us is to is for is to make us sick of all this talk about meat about eating meat and, and you know when Perry shows up in the in the butcher shop there in in uh, in Shockeye's place, she she almost you know passes out. She just says the the smell of this dead meat is just it's so disgusting. And 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 you know if you go into it knowing that Holmes is a vegetarian, you just kind of want to go. Okay, we get it, we get it. We we okay. Message has come in, Robert. You can you can back it up now. <laughs> All righty. But it goes back to the whole thing of just dragging it out because, you know, it's like, okay, you can't kill the guy. And then the next time you, he sees Jamie uh, somewhere that he's, oh, oh, let me try to, let me try to, you know, uh, chase you down. And then he tries to kill, yes. you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm so tired of you talking about <laughs> the Terillion or whatever it, uh, you know, he was calling them. And I'm like, Dude, you are really becoming irritating. <laughs> but I bet you're right. I bet that that all had a sense of proportion and finesse when it was scripted as three 25-minute segments and then 
disaster. It's going to be three forty-five minute segments. Yes, and yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, I, I mean, and, and the fact that this has two doctors in it should well, you know, I know we say that the five <laughs> doctors had its, but but would you agree that if you compare the five doctors and this that this puts the five doctors in so much better light. Oh, you? dear. Yeah, I, hmm. Five doctors is such a mess. Um, yeah, but, it's, but, 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 but it's a 90-minute mess, not a... At least... <laughs> yeah, at least there are a lot more things happening. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, just sort of as pure, don't think about this too much entertainment, I guess five doctors certainly takes the prize. Um, and, and two doctors. Yeah, it is. It's just, um, oh yeah, that belabors these ideas. And, and, and I guess like five doctors where we have to watch the, uh, uh, the Cybermen be so painfully slow that it's clear that they're not a threat. We, we get in this, we get the Suntarans doing the same thing. You yes. Know? Uh, um, you just think, wow, these are warriors because <laughs> they're completely incompetent. And <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't know. Uh, um, it it was just um, it was just painful. <laughs> but c- can you can you think of good things to say about it? Because th- th- there are things I like about it. What what are the okay, things that all you right. would? Yeah. All right. So so something that I liked, I got to see Patrick Troughton again as the uh, second Doctor. I got yeah. to see two Doctors that had, other than being the same person, never met before. Together, which I thought right. was cool. I thought that that would that it was a nice thing, since there was some negativity going on at the time with Colin Baker being the Doctor. That maybe it was an attempt to bring back a more accepted, lovable Doctor mm. to kind of pair pair with him. Which I thought they played well off of each other. What do you What did you think? Uh, yeah, in fact, one of the 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 things that uh, <laughs> I guess this is not a positive but a negative. But one of the things that irks me is that Patrick Troughton and Colin Baker aren't on screen together for very long. No, uh, they're both in the they're both in the story a lot. But I but I I would have loved if the script had contrived to get them together more often and for longer. Um, and, and and then when they are together, they immediately go to the joke of the two of them having to argue about everything, which is which is an easy. Um, joke to go to, but it's an ongoing. Uh, I mean, they, but, there is a know, joke they're still using to, to through today. If I'd been given the writing assignment, that's right where I would have gone to. You know, so yeah, I think it's this way. Oh, I think it's that way. You know, yeah. I, I guess that you you can't not do that. But um, yeah, it just would have been fun to see them do more. Um, wish that the second Doctor could have gone into the Sixth Doctor's TARDIS. True. Um, just long enough to say uh, you've redecorated, and he doesn't like it. And he does because <laughs> he wouldn't, um, you know. But um, and, and think about how how poor Jamie was treated in the, the Five Doctors. I mean, we saw him for thirty seconds. Correct. So this is the last time that Patrick Troughton and Fraser Hines will be uh, the Doctor and Jamie on camera together, and. Uh, um, and I, I want to say Jamie is wasted here because he ends up standing in the background a lot and nodding. But, you know, if you watch the, the surviving second doctor stories, that's he what he always did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, but, but, you know, um, 
a real uh, a real Highland Scotsman like like him uh, would would really wear that dirk um, on his leg. And uh, I'm not sure if in the classic series we ever saw him actually use it. True. And uh, at least in Two Doctors, we get to see him actually stick it in somebody who, who's <laughs> who's begging for it. And uh, that was nice. <laughs> so yay, Jamie's Go, Jamie's Jamie. got a dirk. Yeah. Um, anyway, but. Um, Oh, I'm trying to think other things that I like about it. Um, there are some, there are some clever exchanges, some wit between, um, the doctor and Perry. And, um, but, um, you know, I know people who just absolutely can't abide her, that they just can't stand her as a companion. Um, they just say that she's whiny and she seems kind of stupid. I and, never, uh, I actually never thought that. Yeah. That doesn't really get me either. I think, um, well, I've heard people complain about her attempt at an American accent, but I know a lot about accents, and um, I'm sorry, but her American accent is really very good. <laughs> I mean, I, I know people who are born here who actually talk exactly like that, so I think she nailed it, actually. But um, Yeah, and, and, you know, I've I've never, in all the watching that I've done, never thought of her as being what you just described. Now, if they would have said that about male I would have said, okay, I agree with that, that you were, you know, whiny and annoying the, as the character. So, yes. Right, yeah. You know, maybe I, they're confusing her with Mel because Mel, so. is just, Mel is just beyond all. I just can't abide her. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but, yeah. sometime when we're not recording an episode, I'll tell you a story about Bonnie Langford, but it's not fit for the air. Gotcha. Understood. But, anyway. <laughs> but, um but yeah, I, I've always just found Perry charming, and uh, and how great it was uh, to have the experience you and I had recently being in the same room with her and Colin at the and, same time. At the same time, and to see how much how much they love each other, they they clearly after all this time they still just enjoy being together, and that's just I love that. And she hasn't aged a day, which is weird, but um, that's cool. Yeah, you know, I I, I know that was. And I think that was the first time they have been at a con together uh, when they were at Hulanta this year, either in the States or at all that they've been, you know, of course they've kept in touch, but was, yeah. am I right to remember that, that this was oh, the first was, time they, they have been at a con together, together? Well, I know I've seen them both at conventions before, but. And my memory was that they were together, but I could be wrong. And I may be wrong. I may be I, 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 it's easy, you know, uh, when you because all those plat, all those convention platforms, you know, where people are sitting behind a table, you know, with the, with the microphone up there, they all look the same. So it's they all tend to blend together in your mind. Mm. But um, but regardless anyway, of whether it was the first yeah. time, whether it was the sixth time or right. whenever, uh, <laughs> that still, it, it was still uh, cool seeing them together. Yeah. I'm trying, still trying to think of other things that I liked about Two Doctors. They're, they're, they're really in Seville. They really did shoot a lot of that stuff on location, so that's cool. But I think it's it's completely squandered. Um, at one point, they run past the, the cathedral uh, of, of Seville, and it's there in the background for a minute. It's like, uh, okay, that would have been nice to have seen a little more of it. <laughs> but um, well, anyway. I, when I was reading and doing some research on this, I um, – saw that originally the idea was to set this as a location in New Orleans, but then it was yes. moved to Spain due to budget cuts. Yes, that they were actually going to go to and shoot their first Doctor Who in America. Yeah. 
That, and, and that's uh, and apparently that the whole joke about that was because New Orleans is all about food. <laughs> so, but so I still think that might would have added some, no pun intended here, but would have some added flavor? some flavor <laughs> to the story. Yeah. Would have made it spicy. Yeah, it would have made it a little spicy. <laughs> it would have made it spicy, but uh, I, I don't know. Um, because they because so much of it ended up being on the soundstage anyway. We're, we're, yeah. we're always indoors, and um, I don't know. But, but, you know, even when they do, you know, location, I still say, wouldn't you agree that majority they do those couple of location shoots and then everything else is recreations on a sound soundstage? Sure, yeah, yeah. That it's like uh, in City of Death. We've they they probably had their one day that they were able to shoot in Paris, and so they've made the most of that. And you know, so you you have the Doctor and Romana running up and down the sidewalk, and you know, that's okay. okay. You know. And let's go run up and down this sidewalk, and yeah. Oh look, there's and a another pond. One. Let's go. And let's go uh, shoot we'll go by the hunting pond. Them. Right? Yeah. So, you know, that's uh, that's just the practicality of making a uh, a TV show like that. But doggone it, if you're going to go to Seville, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, what I'm saying they should have done differently. So so uh, I remember in just, you know, learning more about Doctor Who over the years that a lot of fans consider this and they call it like 26 or 25 or 23 or whatever B uh, or, you know, that they – that this isn't quote unquote not canon in some degree because how could Jamie and the doctor still be together when Jamie is that old and the doctor is much older? Mm-hmm. Do we do we just kind of look over that or do we try to explain because he talks about leaving Victoria, but mm-hmm. yet he's obviously older than he was the last time we saw him in the Fifth Doctor. Yes. So, uh, and he was older than what we saw in the three doctors. So, well, he's older than. (laughs) How do we do that? Yeah, he's older than he was at the end of War Games, which should be as old as Jamie can possibly get for us. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and and um, you know, it's not until the um, uh, time crash that we had even an attempt to make an in canon explanation for it, which I think is brilliant. Right. Exactly. But. uh, and, and help me if I, do, do I remember it right that the idea is that it's a peculiarity of time travel that when you encounter somebody out of their time stream, then they will appear to be you compensate the, basically. Comp, yeah, but yeah, they'll appear to be the age that they should be to your mind based on how long it's been since you saw them. To a, you are correct. To some, a point, some like, but yeah. one of the reasons it happened. Like that is because the two TARDISes crashed in on each other. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. so was, maybe that was a special case to have yeah. David Tennant and Peter Davison in the same right. place. You know, yeah. so so he um, mm. because they uh, crashed literally. Hence the story title: Time Crash. The two TARDISes <laughs> crashed into each other because he uh, remember he he lowered the shields at the yes. end of. Uh, I think he, he did something with lowering the shields, and when he lowered the shields, that was when they crashed in on each other, and that was why he got to see, but the crash made uh, five look different. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, I need to see that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of such things, I remembered incorrectly 
I think, that two doctors is where we got a solid explanation about why the doctor can cross his own timeline. But in watching it again, I didn't see that part or didn't hear it. So maybe I maybe I dreamt that. But but I thought the two doctors is where they talked about the Blinovich limitation effect and some of those things. But but we got to that moment where somebody, Perry, I guess, said, but how can you both be here? And the doctor, the sixth doctor said, well, you know, you travel back and forth in time as much as I do. You're liable to run into yourself. All right. And I thought, well, that was really cavalier. I thought there was, I thought, I thought there was some torturing in the script about how it was possible that this could happen. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, because hadn't we been told, like in Three Doctors, that this should not happen? Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. They said that, that there's and some sort of time lord mechanism that prevents him from running into himself. Well, it's and, the first law of time that you're not supposed to oh, right. uh, yeah. cross your own time stream. You know, yeah. that's literally breaking the first law of time. That's right. Um, That's right. You know, and That's even what it was. The, yeah. the ninth doctor uh, makes reference to when they are going back in Father's Day. Oh, Father's Day, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. of not crossing, you know, and seeing each other. Because uh, remember, there's one scene where the doc, the ninth doctor and Rose are like, I think they're standing on the sidewalk. And then later in the episode, you see them watching each other in the background, standing on the sidewalk. Yeah, but they, that's right. But he says something to the effect, "I can't go up. You know, we can't go up there because we can't cross mm-hmm. the right. time stream." Yeah, and in fact, he's actually bent the rules to even allow her to go back and Correct. watch this happen. Yeah, which is on a side note, one of the paradoxes that troubled me in the sense of you have Rose touch Baby Rose, and then yeah. that's where these creatures come as a you know because she's touched her. Self and therefore, you know, she's broken some mm-hmm. law of time and space. But yet, we don't have any of that happen when Amy Pond touches Amelia. You know, because because when they're in in the Big Bang, when they're in the museum, she takes Amelia by the hand and you know runs with her. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. Interesting, <laughs> and you know, I I'm not sure if I had thought about that at the time, or if somebody pointed it out to me. But yeah, in any case, it just passes completely unnoticed, and it, it's one of those times you can sort of imagine the uh, the writers putting their heads together and saying, "Let's just hope nobody notices." Yeah, but I, I honestly, and I'm, I guess I'm weird, but I'm, I was sitting there going, "Uh, uh, 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 uh you, you can't, can't do, that. do that. You can't do that. Uh, uh, you done said you can't do that." So. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the bad thing about this, uh, story. I can't think of anything else to say about it. And that's yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of other things that I really, I remember that when I was younger, I thought that shock Eye was funny, but, um, but my golly, the, the joke does get worn out. Yeah. Um, it and, really um, does. it really and, does. And I, I guess my, my bigger ax to grind really, um, this time was that, that a lot of the story logic depends on our understanding who the Androgum are and what, particularly what's, what's been done to, um, Chessine. Mm-hmm. The Distari has done something to, she's, she's been augmented. We're told. Right. Well, it's never entirely clear what that was. And since it's a major story point, I feel like we should have seen it or it should make her, 
Well, we learn in the last moment of the episode that she looks different than she used to. Okay. But, you know, um, I don't know. It, it just if, – if you don't understand what Dastari is up to and how, what in the world that has to do with the Santarans, then – it is. It's just hopeless. Just trying to figure out what in the world is going on in the story. It's just, it's hopeless. And uh, I, I just, I, yeah, it's such a squandered opportunity. I guess that's what I said about Five Doctors, isn't it? I just feel like it's such a great opportunity to get all these actors together and then for them to not have anything more interesting to do. But, you um, know, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, I I can't I can't put my finger on it, but I don't know... If I assumed that she would look the way she did at the end, if I knew her features had been changed because a time paradox here or a wibbly wobbly, did I know it because I had seen it? You know, so did I, so when they're talking about I've been augmented, did I know that she had been changed in her look and that she would really look like Shakai? But did I know that because I had already seen the end of the episode or the story yeah. where she had changed? Or or did I get that from the beginning? I don't know. you know. Right. But I agree with you. I think this was another example of a story that had potential, but for whatever reason was squandered. And, and you know, because if, and if you've seen all the multi-doctor stories, as I have, then – Maybe you had this experience, too. When we heard that what they were doing for the 50th anniversary was going to be a multi-doctor story, that there has to be a part of you that says, yes, of course it is. That's great. And then, oh, no. I didn't have – maybe I had – maybe I was too – and Clarence always accuses me off off camera or off mic (laughs) of – what was it he said one time? I love to dislike things, <laughs> and you know, and and in that in that aspect, I'm going to say something completely positive here. I never once about the 50th had a worry that it wasn't going to be totally amazing. You know, even even you know, trying to avoid spoilers or or whatever because. Even though I was not doing a podcast or podcasting on anything at the time, as a fan, I still didn't want to be spoiled on anything that was going to happen that day. But, um, you know, I remember reading that it, it had been made official that Billy Piper and David Tennant were coming back. And, you know, that was exciting. And I remembered the back and forth with uh, Eccleston as he coming back and all the mm-hmm. whatever. But I never had a question or doubt in my mind, even having seen all th- these multi-doctor stories in the past. I still had that excitement of, oh, it's going to be great. Luckily, it was. But mm-hmm. I never I never kind of questioned it and it may have been because the new who stories for the most part have been more hits than misses Mm. maybe yeah i don't Um, know maybe (laughs) yeah well yeah i guess we'd had some that i didn't think were were stellar uh leading up to that but um some that i I feel like you and i are on complete opposite sides of the fence about oh but um, tell me um um, i'm not a fan of the name of the doctor i didn't 
Oh, um, oh I was. Yeah, oh, I was. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and, and, but listening to uh, to uh, you and Clarence uh, talk about it recently has really made me want to go back and look at it again. It makes me wonder what was <laughs> why I was in such a foul mood when I saw it before because it, it sounds wonderful. <laughs> well, I only so, have two words um, for you. Two words. Song. Yes. Need need we say more? Well, no, no, and, and I do remember that I was so I was just so glad, you know, that uh, she it, was there. That she was there, even though yeah. uh, you know we had that Clara there too. So yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyway, maybe, but, maybe but, that's what it was. I had enough for me. I had River Song there. Clarence was happy because Clara was on there. So that's right. There you uh, go. Yeah. But no, I, I I think I had very much the same feelings you did about going into Day of the Doctor, and obviously we'll talk about that in its time. But um, um, I I just had nothing but but high hopes, and we and of course we were getting teased bits and pieces of it, and everything that I saw just oh this is going to be amazing. Yes, and yeah. then it ended amazingly. So <laughs> won't go any. F- won't go into any, mm, I don't want to curate anything there. You, you know, don't we'll, wanna, <laughs> we'll curate these episodes for. But 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 let me say this about the two doctors. It mm. it is in a place of history. It is for Patrick Troughton the last time we see him on screen as the Doctor. So mm-hmm. for that alone, this this episode or this story has to have some significance in the hierarchy of episodes no matter how boring we may have said it was it has a, a significance for that reason alone absolutely yeah and 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 our last look of him is just as you would hope it would be he uh, he goes inside his tardis and closes the door yeah you know oh, see, so that, that's sad that's, yeah but but, but it's uh, true but true. Is, isn't that how you like to see him for the last time yes right? absolutely <laughs> absolutely so and I think that's what made it sad in the sense of knowing mm. that wasn't – because this was 85, and didn't he yeah. die in 86, wasn't it, or 87? Ooh, something like that, yeah. Because it, it wasn't long no. you know, after that that he passed away. So, um, so yeah, for the, for the significance alone, you know, I think uh, that, that sums it up well. And, I, and I'll be honest to anybody listening, the only reason when we were debating what to to – review next um because we were looking at our schedules knowing that when we're recording this it's a couple of weeks away from christmas and who was available when and uh, and kind of coordinating our schedules you know, i was very very much tempted to immediately go ahead and say let's do day of the doctor so that we can do yeah. time of the doctor and all of that but i remembered saying on air we're going to do the two doctors next yeah and I just didn't feel right about having said it in a previous episode, going back and saying, eh, we changed our mind. Yeah. You know, so I wanted to kind <laughs> Forget of, it. Yeah, forget <laughs> it. We're, we're not going to do it. I was like, no, we've done five. We've done three. Let's do two, just like we said we were going to, and then get into that glorious day of the doctor. There you go. So Spoilers. L- spoilers. Um, Patrick Drutton was uh, he died in, in 1987. By the ah, way, I just, okay, so I just about two up. years later. Yeah, with the reminder that he died at a convention. I I had I had just forgotten about that. Yes, but yeah, he was he was at a convention in Georgia. So, um, interestingly enough, one of the reasons Tom Baker, I believe, will not come to a convention in the states. 
yeah, because Patrick Troughton came to the States and died, and then John Pertwee came to the States and, and died. died. Not so at a convention. Two, three, two, and three, yeah. four, so <laughs> yeah. no, no, I'll stay in Great Britain. Thank you <laughs> very much. You must think I'm a fool. Yes, yes. and I don't blame him. I would, I'd rather keep uh, Tom <laughs> Baker around as long as we can. Just want him to live forever. Yes. So, um, so uh, Lee, if you were to give this a rating – for I will give you two different ratings for the story and for mm. historical. How would you rate it? For its place in history, I'm going to give it a four out of five. It's it's interesting in a number of ways. It's um, I think the only three part 45 minute serial. Right? There's there's only a few three part serials, um, and the only time that they shot in Spain, I believe, oh, until recently, until recently. Um, and, you know, things like that. And, you know, you do have Patrick Troughton and Fraser Hines together again and for the last time. You know, so you can't beat that. But just but as a piece of entertainment, it's it's a one, man. Mm. It's it's just some parts of it just they hurt. They hurt. Yeah, I would agree. And, you know, I'm going to echo your sentiment in the sense of history. I'm going to give it a four. Because it mm. was not perfect, uh, no, it, no. you know, it it did have the doctor in it, but it was you know just a like just a minor hour maybe of the mm. day. It was not a day of the doctor, so I'm not going to give it a five. But <laughs> I will say for history, I will give it a four. But as far as this, while I'm going on corny jokes, as far as um, the story itself goes, there was too much meat in this story i mean it was too meaty it was you know totally reeked uh so i'm going to uh give it at best a one because of all the ones that we've reviewed since we've reviewed doctor who episodes on here it's the only one that i've watched not watched completely and that should say something yeah you know (laughs) i guess actually there's there's not enough meat in it and too much fat no, but, you know, I don't want to be shock eye of it. You know? <laughs> there you are. All right. So before I kill uh, the uh, any remaining uh, listeners that we have left uh, with my bad jokes, uh, Lee, any more new relativity uh, happenings coming soon, maybe? No, I'm afraid not. Um, actually, I'm trying to put together a special content uh, episode, uh, a behind the scenes, which is, of course, just made up of the conversation that oh, Elena cool. and I had. With, so, because we did talk about relativity some, and um, so that's that will be. That, I'm hoping that will be fun for people to hear us out of character and just just shooting the breeze. Uh, so there's that. But um, I, I am trying to take some time with writing this next batch of scripts because I, I wanted. To, uh, I think you and I are, are both taking our shows in kind of in different directions. We're going to we're, 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 2018 is going to bring us an, an all new discussing who and an all new relativity. Right. Cool. So, uh, yeah, if I'm, I'm not being too spoilery about no, either. No, of no, them, no, but, no. Uh, no. Um, so, um, but yeah, so, so right now relativity uh, is um, uh, appropriately sort of adrift in space, but um but it's all, you know, I always think of um, Mozart in, uh, in Amadeus, you know, how he, he, he would tap his head and say, it's all finished in here. You know? It's just got to make its way to reality. Exactly. You know, and, and, and 
for the anybody listening for what Lee mentioned about the um, 2018 for discussing who, keep your eyes peeled to our Facebook page, uh, to yeah. our website, and to future episodes between now and January. Uh, we will be talking more about what Lee was alluding to. Uh, a mystery. A mystery. But yeah. it's something that we have as co-hosts have been talking about for quite some time. We hope that what we're thinking of doing or not actually thinking, planning on doing uh, for 2018 will be something that will be more focused and more enjoyable for anyone listening, whether they are listening to our comic book related episodes or if they are listening to Discussing Who or hopefully all of the episodes. Uh, it will be easier and more fun, hopefully. And uh, as Clarence and I have talked about, kind of scary but exciting at the same time. <laughs> but um, yes, can't wait to talk more about it. Well, it'll, it'll be easier for everybody who, who speaks Klingon. Oh, I gave it away. Oh, oh yes. sorry. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There you go. But yeah, um, yeah, wouldn't want to, um, you know, get any um, tilliness about it. <laughs> so, and if anyone wants to know what I said about tilliness about us, uh, you can <laughs> check out Clarence's other podcast that I have had the opportunity to be on myself, yeah. which is called. STD, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. I have been told many times by Mr. Brown himself that if I say STD, I have to say a Star Trek Discovery uh, podcast along with it. So I did, and it's on yeah. air. Because it's not a show about public health issues. <laughs> no, it isn't. Except My having- understanding is that the, the diehard fans of Star Trek Discovery are referring to the show simply as D. Yes, or Disco. I've heard or that disco. Too. Well, that's right because you see disco written sometimes on the yes. show. Yeah, but so, uh, but yeah. So but, so but there's this nomenclature for the rest of Star Trek. We we now call the original series TOS, right? You know, and uh, and uh, TNG and so on. But yeah, so this one is D. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or STD. Right, or whatever. I mean, it's their fault. I they mean, committed to STD. This, yeah, I don't. <laughs> you know, they're the ones that named it, and they're it's, the ones that started with the N- TNG and DS9, and right. you know, so don't and you know, don't blame it on us. Blame it on them. All right. Well, my friend, it has been a pleasure being back on with you. Uh, oh, likewise. I can't wait to talk about. Uh, the night and the day of the doctor. We're going to do that as a one-two punch um, with you know, Clarence, right? With Clarence, and um, it just it doesn't feel right. You know, we got to Well, see, it didn't feel right not having you on when we were talking about the name of the doctor. Ah, you're too kind. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, uh, hopefully, all three of us will be back for our next episode. Um, but check us out also on YouTube. You can check us out there at youtube.discussingwho.com and check out the Relativity Podcast at relativitypodcast.com. Thank you. All right. And with that, we will see you all next time. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook. 
And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that? You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.